Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Yivamas daf Kuf Aleph. We left off on daf Kuf Amid Beis. We are about 11 lines from the end of the page. On Kuf Amid Beis, Amar of Shmaya Bimima Enes. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children. It is also sponsored by the Lightman family for Rufur Shlema, for Esther Basara, Shishlav Rufur Shlema, Besoch. Shar Chol Yisrael. It's also sponsored by my brother-in-law and sister, uh, Avi and Yal Eisenberg, Luzecher Nishmas, Yaakov Ben Avram Abba, Avi's father's fifth yard site is today, Mez Nisham Evan Aliyah, and it's also sponsored in honor of the yard site of Rav David Svi Ben Harav Yosef. If I could just ask everyone to mute themselves, please. Rav David Svi Ben Harav, uh, Harav Yosef. Is that Rabbi Kabanetsky? And it's also sponsored uh, by Shragri Brill, Lizech Nishmas, Yona Leib Ben Svi Hirsch, on his uh, second yard site, Shragri's brother, Neshama, Shavan Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for these sponsorships. So what we're going to talk about today first is we're going to finish up the discussion about five different possibilities of how uh, the child came to be, a Suffolk ben Shivala Achron ben Tisha Lerishon, in the case of our Mishnah. So we had three of the possibilities yesterday, and uh, we're going to quote the last two possibilities today on the bottom of Kofam Beis, and then Koval Vamedalev, we're going to talk about if you have this case of Suffolk, what happens if the guy goes to both potential fathers and he strikes both of them? Or he's Makalil, both of them. So is he going to be Chayev? Because Miman of Shuch, he hit his father or he cursed his father. Or do we say, no, each one? He was, uh, at the time that he did it, he didn't know for sure that it was his father. The Gemara is also going to talk about this Suffolk person doing Avoda in the Beis Hamikdash and uh, taking a Chelek uh, together with the Mishmar. And that's going to bring us to the end of the 11th parak. And then, Baruch Hashem, we're going to begin Parak Mitzvah Chalitza, which is a very aptly named title for the parak because it is a parak about the mitzvah of chalitza. It's going to talk about the parak in general. It's going to talk about how many dayanim you need in chalitza and uh, the sh- the chalitza shoe, what it looks like, which uh, which foot you you, you you do it on, the uh, dinam of the kriya that you that the yavam and the yavama read in the Bezdin and the spitting that the yavama does and a cherish and a chareshes and a katan and a katana, whether they do chalitza or have chalitza done on them. And it's going to go through the same their chalitza in Basin. We're not going to get to all of those topics in today's daf, but that's uh, those are the topics that are generally covered in Perak Mitzvah's chalitza. So let's begin. Again, we left off Kuf Amin Beis, about 11 lines from the bottom of the page, Amr of Shmaya. So last thing we did is we said, oh, the, the case must be that it was a case where they were mezana, that she wasn't really married to the first husband, and we therefore used that as a raya that uh, that, that that even in a case of, uh, of, of, of Znus, um, we uh, the, 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 that uh, the, the, we had we had we had tried to make a chilik uh, that uh, that the, the, the that the rabbanon made a gzera that you need zarum yuchros achrov in order for a person to be a kohen uh, in a case of uh, znos. So, uh, but uh, if our Mishnah was talking about a case of Znus, and you don't have Zarum Yuchas Achorov in our Mishnah, he doesn't know who his father was in the Mishnah, and yet we're still assuming he's a Kohen. So don't you see that we don't make such a Gzeira that you need Zarum Yuchas Achorov in order to be a Kohen, because our Mishnah could have only been talking about a case of Znus. So says Mar, no, there are two other possibilities of what our Mishnah might have been talking about. Maybe it wasn't a case where uh, she was Mizana with each guy. Amr Shmai 
Chaya Bimimaenes. No, the case was she was Mimaenes. The first marriage to the first guy was Kiddushe Ketana, and she was Mimaenes on him. And that's how she got out of that marriage and married another guy within three months of that. And now she has a child who's a Suffolk, which uh, marriage he came from. So says Mara Mimaenes, Mika Yalda, does a Mimaenes, does she have a chance of having a child that might have been? From the first husband, there are three women that are supposed to use some sort of uh, birth control when they are when they have tashmishamita, and they are ketana uberes umenika, a ketana, a pregnant woman and a nursing woman, ketana shemitisaber vitamos, a ketana because she might get pregnant and die. It is dangerous for her to get pregnant. Muberes shemitasu brasandel, muberes. We're worried about what's going to happen to the fetus if uh, another pregnancy takes place on top of the old. Already existing pregnancy and Minika Shamatigmulas Binaviyamos and for a nursing woman, we're afraid that if she gets pregnant, she's gonna wean her child off of nursing, and then the child is gonna going to die. It's gonna be Pikuach Nefesh if a child doesn't have a mother to uh, to nurse him. Nowadays we have formula, or at least we used to have formula, so that's uh, we have all these shilas nowadays about nursing on Shabbos and things like uh, pumping on Shabbos, nursing on Shabbos is not a shayla, but pumping on Shabbos and things of that nature because it's, uh, it's it could be pikuach nefesh if you don't have an adequate supply of, uh, of, of food. So in those days, no, there, was a, there, there was no formula. It was always relying on mother's milk. So if the mother is going to wean the child off too early, the child, it's dangerous for the child. And we said, so going back on the katana point, what is a katana? How do we define katana? From the age of 11 to 12. But any older or younger than that, then she's Mishameshes then she's Mishameshes Kedarkova Lechas Divri Rabbi Meir. Then she she could just have regular Tashmish. She doesn't need to do anything special. Um, but Vachamomrim Achazova Achazu, whether she's less than 11 or whether she's more than Achazas Rishonavi Yomechad, Mishameshes Kedarkova Lechas, she could just have regular Tashmish without any birth control. Who watches over those who are not uh, wise, who don't know how to protect themselves. But bottom line is, you see that a katana can't give birth and survive it. So it can't be that our mission is talking about a case of a mema'enes, that there's a suffix, whether the child comes from the first husband or the second husband, because a mema'enes has to be a katana. So she she could not have had a child with the first husband if she is mema'enes. The Ritva points out that the Gemara is assuming, like the Shita in the first paragraph, that a katana that becomes pregnant is vaday shetamos, that she's for sure going to die, not like the Shita that holds shema tamos, because if it's only a that she might die, maybe she rolled the dice and she uh, got lucky and she didn't die. But uh, we must be assuming, like the Shita that says, no, it's, it's impossible to survive uh, a pregnancy as a katana. So now the Gemara explains the Mishnah in a fifth possible way. So the case in our Mishnah is that the first guy was Makadish Ral Tanai, the Tanai was never f- fulfilled, and in Mela the Kiddushan became Batel, so she, she left that first marriage without a get. She didn't need a get. And then within three months of leaving, that first marriage, she goes and marries someone else. And seven months after that, she gives birth. And we don't know whether the baby is Ben Tisha, the Rishon, or Ben Shiva, Li Acharon. So says Gemara, Kedrav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. This din that Kiddush Shetos, that she's Yotzeh Blogat, in the case of Kiddush Shetos, is something like Rabbi Dom Shmuel. Dom Rabbi Dom Shmuel, Mishom Rabbi Yishmael, Vihilon Itpasa. The Pasuk describes a woman who goes into a room alone with a, with a guy, and we're saying that she was not uh, forced, she was not grabbed by Ones. Uh, 
the, the, she, she was Biratzon. So Asura, she's going to be Asura Lebailu. She has beer with a man Biratzon. But the implication is that if Rachmanel's son, uh, the man was Ma'anesur and she was a married woman, Mutaris, she is Mutaris Lebailu as long as her husband's not a Kohen. So from the Lashon of the Pasuk, Vihilo Nitpasa, we're darshaning that it's Davka, uh, this woman who has, who has a real Kiddushin becomes Asura to her husband if, uh, if she willfully had an affair with someone else. But but there's another type of woman, that even if she wasn't forced into the relationship, she was but Mutara, she would still be Mutaras to her husband. What would be such a case? That would be a case of a woman who had a Kiddushay Tos where the Tanai of the Kiddushin was never fulfilled. Even if she has a child from her affair, she still has the ability to, uh, to go back to the husband. She doesn't need to get from her husband. She's not considered his wife. And even if she was Mezana Tachtov Beratzon, she's like a single girl that was Mezana, and therefore she is still Mutaristim. So that might be the case that our Mishnah was referring to when our Mishnah spoke about a Suffolk Ben Shiva, Suffolk Ben Tisha. So then the Mishnah went on to say, Hayushneim Kohanim. Let's say both of them, both potential fathers were Kohanim. So we said that he's Potter al Makasov al Kilosov, Shelzevishelzev, that he's Potter for striking or for cursing either one of the potential fathers. That's Lavdafka if they're Kohanim, just if she has a suffix, who his father is. So he's Potter al Makasov al Kilosov, Shelzevishelzev. So Gemara brings a Bryce that explains when it, when uh, that Petur applies. So Tadrabadim, Hikazeh, Vichazavi Hikazeh. Let's say the son struck, he, he, he struck one father and then the other potential father, not at the same time. He cursed one, and then later cursed the other one. Uh, or he cursed both of them at the same time. Or he hit both of them at the same time. He's chayiv misa for either of those hakaos or klalos, because one of them was for sure his father. So he's for sure chayiv misa, like someone who's mako or makalilaviv. And even though the hasra'a that we give him, not to, meaning in order to be chayiv misa, you have to give a person hasra'a and at the time of the Hasra, we have to know that if he violates this Hasra, he's in fact going to be Chayiv. So Lechor, it's a Hasra Suffolk, because each time he's about to strike Ruven, and we say, you better not strike Ruven, because if you do, you're going to be Chayiv Misa. Is he? We don't know. If it's his father, he is. If it's not his father, he's not. That's called a Hasra Suffolk, that when you're saying uh, the punishment, you, you tell him, you warn him about the punishment he's going to get if he does this Misa, is not necessarily true. He may or may not get that punishment, be deserving of that punishment. If he does this Mesa. So this is Asra Safik, but the Tanakama holds that Asra, such Asra Safik is called a Hasra'a because he's he's Vade over the Avera. Um, the, uh, the, the, he, there's no Safik in the end. We know that he that he struck his father. Rabbi Yudha says, no, only if he does it both at the same time, he's going to be Chayv, because then it's Asra's Vade. We say, you better not hit both of these guys, because if you hit both of these guys, you're going to be Chayv Misa. That's a Vade. But to tell him, uh, give him Asra, if you hit Ruven, you're going to be Chayv Misa. And then uh, the next day, if you hit Shimon, you're going to be Chayv Misa. Those are two different Asra Usafik. Either one is Asra Usafik. But that's why, Bezeach Harzeh Pater, if, uh, if it, it happens not at the same time, you're going to be Pater. So I asked the Gemara of Atanya, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Pater, Bebasachas. Didn't we learn that Rabbi Yehuda holds that you're Pater if you do Bebasachas? That even Bebasachas, you're going to be Pater. Even that's called. 
even even then you're going to be potter even despite the fact that it's asra safek so uh, that it's not asra safek meaning basachas you know it's not asra safek says more yeah you're right there's a machlokas tanoim what Rabbi Yudah holds one holds that Rabbi Yudah says that you're potter if it's basachas and the other one says Rabbi Yudah holds you're chayif if it's bebasachas uh, so we, it turns out that there are three shitos right there's a shita that uh, that on one extreme one version of Rabbi Yudah that even bebasachas you're potter then another version of Rabbi Yudah that it depends whether it's Bebasachas or Bebasachas and then you have the Tanakama who says Ben Bebasachas Ben Bebasachas you're going to be Chayiv so it turns out that there are three Shittos so my time at Devan the Pater but what would be the reason for that sh- that last Shitta within Rabbi Yudah that says that you're Pater even if you do Bebasachas that's Asra's Vadai how could you say they can be Pater when uh, when you had Asra's Vadai and you Vadai were Makala or Maka Aviv so I'm Rabbi Hanina Nemer Bracha Lamata the, the, uh, by, it says Bracha uh, Brachovir means Klala, right? It says the Yisra being Makalel, Lamata, meaning by the Parsha of Av Ve'im, that you're not allowed to be Makalel of Ve'imo, Venemar Bracha Lamaila, and it says the Yisra of Klala when it comes to Hakurush uh, Baruchu, that Ish Ishki Kalel Elkiv Cheto, the Pasuk says. So Maila, just like when it comes to cursing Hakurush Baruchu, Shein Boshutafus, that by definition it means that you're cursing someone who has no partnership and there's no one else that you're Makalel, uh, that 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 uh, in 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 because if you're makal klape mala with uh, with a klala klape mata you'd be potter saf mata so too when you're makal love viimo shein bashutafus it's special based on this link based on this hekish between the mala and the mata that it has to be that you're cursing the particular individual who is your parent but not two individuals one who is your parent and one who is not your parent the iskish haka and if it uh, the Torah is megala this to me when it comes to Klala. So the, there's a hekish between the Yisra of Haka'a and the Yisra of Klala. And therefore we assume that the same is going to be true by the Yisra of Haka'a. That has to be She'en Bashutafus. Where's there a hekish? Because the Paschim Parshim Mishpatim says, Maka Ishu Meis Mos Yumas. So that's Haka'a. And then afterwards it says, Makala Lavaviimo Mos Yumas. Rashi points out there's a Pasuk that's Mafsik in between them, but there is a Shita in Sanhedrin, in uh, Mesach Sanhedrin Dapehe, that even that is called a hekish, that even though there may be a pasuk in between them that that qu- still qualifies as a hekish. I thought I always thought it was interesting that the Gemara says that Malamayla is she'in shutafus that there's no shutafus as if we're saying that it's impossible to have a shutfus with the Ribbon Shalom. That's not what it's saying. We know it's possible to have a shutfus with the Ribbon Shalom. Shlosh shutfin yesh Adam, the Gemara in Kiddushin tells us that there are three shutfin in making man aviv v'imo v'akadosh baruchu. So parents are shutafin with akadosh baruchu. It means that there's the din in being is is that when there's a, when you put someone else together in, in incorporated in that same klala, there's a technicality that you're not going to be chayiv misa for such a klala. Okay, we then said that this guy who's not sure whether he's a kohen that belongs to this family or to that family can be he can work in each one's mishmar, meaning both of the potential fathers are kohanim, so he knows that he's a kohen. But once he's not going to get a chalik in the Kachim, Lama Ola, why would he go do the Avoda in the Kachim if he's not going to get a, uh, a Chelek? Says, Lama Ola, Hamar Bina Dinevin Mitzvah. Why would he be Ola? He's going to go do it because he wants to do a Mitzvah. So that's why he's going to, he, say, he, he says, I want to be Bekaim the Mitzvah of Avoda Samikdash. I'm not, I'm Mishamish Esrav, Shalom and the Kabul Pras. I'm not interested in the Chelek of Kachim. I'm interested in uh, in doing a Mitzvah. Lechorah, it's difficult because we showed him point out the B'nai Mishmar could tell him, yeah, we 
get the zechus in that mitzvah. You don't get the, you were a vada, you're a sethik. So uh, we get the schus in this mitzvah. You don't get the schus in the mitzvah, this mitzvah. But be that as it may, that's why he's ola to do the mitzvah. Ela ola lo katani. Ela ola. So says Gemara. No, no. The kasha is that it doesn't say ola b'mishmar shalzav b'mishmar shalzav that uh, that he's ola to do the mitzvah even though he's enucholik. It's it says ola, which implies that we we force him to do it. Bal karcho. Ela ola bal karcho. So that's what the Gemara is asking. Why would he be ola bal karcho? Why would we force him to be ola? Tosos wonders in Dibra Maschil Ve'im where does the Gemara know that Ola means Balkarcho? Maybe it means Balkarcham. Maybe it means that he can push his way in uh, to, against the will of the uh, other B'nai Mishmar, but not Balkarcho, that we're going to force him to do Avodah. So the Tosis Yom Tov and the Mishnayis suggests uh, to answer Tosis Kasha that you can't say that he could force the B'nai Mishmar Balkarcham, because just like the Mishmaros can be uh, the, 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 can be Doche, uh, one to the other, as far as the chalukah, meaning just like each each one could say, you're not going to take a chalukah with us because we don't know that you belong to our mishmar. Maybe you belong to the other mishnah mishmar. They could say the same thing with regard to the avodah. So it can't be that it's going to happen bal karcham like we said, like we referred to before. But uh, but but uh, it implies that ola bal karcho. We force him to do it if they're receptive to, to it. So I'm Ravacha Barchanina, I'm Ravai, I'm Rabbi Yasi, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Mishum Mishpach. Now the reason that we force him if the Mishmaros are receptive to it uh, is because of Pagam Mishpacha. The people are going to think that he's puzzle when they see that he does, he's not Ovid with any Mishmar, and that's going to be a Pagam Mishpacha on both Mishmaros, that they're going to say that there's a Kohen puzzle in their midst, and it's, uh, so, and therefore it's not enough for him to be Ovid with one of the Mishmaros, because those that see that he's not being Ovid with the other Mishmar are going to assume that there's a Pagam Mishpacha in the other Mishmar. So now you understand it all comes together. We asked a few questions. How, how can you force the B'nai Mishmar to accept him. No, no one's forcing. They want to accept him because otherwise it's going to be a Pagamish Papa on their Mishmar. And we ask, how can we force him to do the Avodah? Yes, also we can force him to do the Avodah because we can't have a Pagam Mishpacha, uh, because we can't ha- allow him to cause a Pagam Mishpacha on either one of the Mishmaros. So we force him to do the Avodah to maintain the reputation of both Mishmaros. They're willing to have him to maintain the reputation of both Mishmaros. They're just not willing to share the Kachim with him. So we said that if they're both in the same Mishmar, if both fathers, both potential fathers are in the same Mishmar, so then he's not then he actually gets a chilek because Mimanov Shoch is entitled to a chilek regardless of which base, uh, regardless of which particular Av may have been his actual father. So ask the Gemara, wait a second, why is it any different uh, if he belongs to two different Mishmaros than if he belongs to two different Batayavos? We said if he belongs to two different Mishmaros, no one has to share with him because each one could push him off to the other one. Well, if he belongs to two different uh, Bate Avos uh, uh, as well, uh, that uh, he, 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 when he goes to each base Av to collect his Chelek, they could say, no, you're Shaykh to a different base Av. And the other base Av could uh, push him away as well and say, you're, you're Shaykh to another base Av. So you're not going to get our base Av's portion. So meaning it has to be that if he belongs to the same Mishmar, and the same base of, meaning of both potential people who might be his father, belong to the same Mishmar, and the same base of, 
then he gets a chilek. And now, by the time we begin, the 12th parak, parak mitzvahs, chalitza. So as we mentioned before, parak mitzvahs, chalitza is all about chalitza. So we're going to talk about the beisdin and how many dayanim you need the chalitza and the chalitza shoe and what it looks like and the dinam of kriya that they are kore by the, by the, by the chalitza and uh, the spitting and the cherish and the chareshes and the katana and the katana, whether they do chalitza and what the exact seder of chalitza is in, uh, in beisdin. And along the way, we're going to hit some other sugyas. We're going to talk about uh, kavanah Chalitza, we're going to talk about Yaharik Val Yavar, um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the dinam of uh, lefties, because uh, it's a lovely Hanus, it's a Ras. There are a lot of uh, fascinating topics in this uh, in this parak. So let's uh, let's begin. Perek mitzvah chalitza. Yeah, it goes for a while, so it's about six plot. So uh, says the Mishnah, mitzvah chalitza b'shlosh dayanim that uh, you need to have three dayanim v'afilu shlosh and uh, the three dayanim don't need to be dayanim mumchim. Even if they're three dayanim, uh, they're three adiotos, they can serve as dayanim for a chalitza. So now the Mishnah is going to talk about what type of shoe is kosher for a chalitza b'diavet and what type of shoe is kosher lechadchila. So the mitzvah chalitza has to be with a sandal, and when it uh, tears. You can't uh, that you can't you can't fix it. So chalitza b'minol. If you use a na'al that's made from a very soft type of leather, chalitza sekshera. The chalitza is going to be kosher for the avid. But the chalchila, you're not allowed to do that because the that which is made with very soft uh, leather is uh, is going to be comfortable to the foot when it tears as well. And the chum rechoshish that maybe it's going to tear and you're going to come to use a, a, a na'al karua, a, a torn uh, shoe for the chalitza. And the halacha is by a chalitza you need a complete. Shoe, you need a full shoe. But in palia, a nal that's made out of like a slipper that's made out of felt or some type of cloth, chalitza Then it's going to be possible because the pasuk says becholza naalo. Nal is something that actually protects the foot, and the pasuk in Yecheskel parakdesayin says venalech tachash that a nal has to be made from or of a tachash. So from there we see that it needs to be like or of a tachash. It needs to be made out of leather, something that actually protects the foot, but uh, material or felt does not protect the foot. Bisandal, if you use a sandal that has uh, something that, uh, that, that, that a heel that prevents the, uh, the the foot from coming out of the shoe, not like, a, you know, uh, what are they called, naot or whatever they call it, like those slipper type of shoes that your foot could come right out the back, but it actually has an akev, so uh, so kosher. Vishain lo akev puzzle, but if it doesn't have an akev, so it's going to be puzzle even with the event, because the puzzle says, and we darshan na'al haru'u without something preventing the back of the foot from coming out, it's not ru'iyolo because he's not really able to walk in it comfortably. Then we discussed a yavam that uh, the, the mission discusses that let's say you have a yavam whose foot is cut off so minar kuva ulamata from the knee down if he's an amputee, uh, so he's able to put his regal into the nal and to tie it uh, below the knee chalitza ksheru, then it's going to be a kosher chalitza because the pasuk says v'cholza nalo me'al raglo so we darshan from the extra word me'al that even if he only has something me'al haregal, meaning even if he just has a calf, that's good enough to do a chalitza. He doesn't need to have a foot, but but if he's an amputee above the knee, chalitza psula. Then the chalitza is going to be possible because that's lemaila uh, is uh, is is lemaila from me'al raglo, and therefore it's not included in the pasuk. So he doesn't need to have the actual foot, but he needs to have the bottom part of the leg. If you do the chalitza with uh, the, 
with a sandal that, uh, that that he borrowed from a friend. So the chalchila, the chum required, has to be his because it says v'cholzen alav. Oh, besandal shaleitz. Or he did chalitza with a sandal that's uh, base is made out of wood and it's just covered with with leather on all sides. So with the chalchila, you're not supposed to do that because we're afraid that you're going to use a wooden sandal that's not covered with leather. Oh, bishal small be a min. Or you have you use a left foot, a left shoe on a right foot. So the chalchila the chum do not allow that because we're afraid that you might do the chalitza on the left foot. In all those cases, though, in those three cases, chalitza k'sheira. It's still going to be a chalitza k'sheira, even though he borrowed it, or it's uh, made out of wood that's wrapped in leather, or it's a left shoe that's being used on a right foot. However, that uh, if he does a chalitza with a large shoe that uh, that he's able to walk with, or a small shoe that covers most of his foot, the chalitza is going to be kosher with the oven, but you're not allowed to do that either, because they're afraid that you might come to use a shoe that you're not able to walk with, and uh, and 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 uh, because it's too big or because it's too small, and that would be that would passel the chalitza, because the pasuk says v'cholza na'alo, so we. we Darshan has to be na'alo haru'uyalo. It has to be something that actually fits him. Good, so that's the Mishnah. So now, we had said in the Mishnah that the mitzvah of chalitza is with three dayanim, even if all three dayanim are hediotos. Just by the way, Agav, the name of the parak over here is parak mitzvah chalitza. Whether there's such a thing as a mitzvah saseh of chalitza is a major discussion in the uh, in the Akronim. Is it a mitzvah like tefillin, like tzitzis? Or maybe it's not a mitzvah. It's a patur. It patters the woman from the zikas yavam that... Uh, She's now mutarisli say. So in the Chuvas of Yamtov, he brings a riot from our Mishnah that it must be a mitzvah because it calls it mitzvah chalitza. So it's a, that, that's a pretty strong riot. It sounds like it is in fact. A, uh, a mitzvah, and uh, other Akronim say the same thing that it's a mitzvah saseh, and the chinuch in the end of mitzvah tov kuf tzaditas says him over v'lo chalatz bitel mitzvah saseh. He's been mevatel a mitzvah saseh. However, in the sefer Ein Yitzchak, he brings a raya that it's not a mitzvah from a Gemara Sanhedrin daf Yudches because it says that a melech. Ein cholzin leishto, and there are a couple of reasons why in cholzin leishto. One is because Eishes Melech is not allowed to get remarried, and the other is that it's a good night to a Melech that his almana is going to be pulling off some guy's shoe. So the Ein Yitzchak writes that if chalitza is a mitzvah, what do you mean that in cholzin leisha asurli nasei? Because she can't get remarried, what's the point of doing a chalitza? What do you mean? What's the point? The point is to do a mitzvah. Who cares whether she's going to get remarried or not? Meaning, if chalitza is a mitzvah, you got to do the mitzvah. Regardless, the woman could say, I'm 85 years old. I'm not interested in getting remarried. Uh, this was my husband for the last uh, you know, 65 years. I have no interest in getting remarried. But Afal uh, Pikein, if it's a mitzvah, that you, then, you do a, uh, then you would do a chalitza anyway. So that's an interesting discussion in the uh, in the acronym. A related discussion is that the Gemara in Pesachim, the first paragraph says, "Kolam mitzvahs kulan mivarkan aleim over las yasan." That whenever you do a mitzvah, you say a bracha. By a mitzvah's chalitza, we don't find the Chazal were masakin a bracha. So the Rishonim discuss why not? Why weren't they masakin a bracha? So in the Rashba's famous tshuva about why the, why it is that there are so many mitzvahs that do not have a birchsa mitzvah in Chelikal Simiyuches of Tshuva Sarashba, he says because the Iker mitzvah is for the sake of Puravu, and the woman is not mitzvah imperial. 
Rivia, and therefore she should not uh, say a bracha. In, uh, however, in other uh, svarim, they say that the reason is because the mitzvah Baba Veira, because they're being mevatel the mitzvah of Yibum. In the Tmim Deim, the Ravid writes, one of the Ravids in Tmim Deim says that because it's a mitzvah that's tali ba'acherim, because you can't do a chalitza unless both of them agree to it, and any mitzvah that's tali ba'acherim would be subject to, uh, to chalitza. But it may relate to the question that we were just discussing. Is chalitza in fact a mitzvah, or is it only a matir? And maybe if it's only a matir, the chazal will never masakein a bracha for a uh, for, for a matir. So uh, so there, there were those that uh, even though we don't find a bracha in the Gemara, many poskim, including uh, the uh, the Shulchan Aruch and Evan Ezra and say the chalitza quote in the name of Seder Ashkenaz, that after the Chalitza, the Rav is Mevarich Baruch HaShem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, HaShem Kishon Mitzvot Shal Avram Avinu. So the Gra writes that the Makar for that is the Tosefta that says that if you do any mitzvos, you're Mevarich HaLayin. Just like a Masari Kiddushin is Mevarich, so here also the Dayan is Mevarich, and he's Motzi the others. Meaning, why would the Rabbi make the Bracha? You would think, let the first people doing the Chalitza. No, similar to why is the Rabbi making the Bracha unto the Chuppah? It's the Chassan and Kala that are getting married, right? The English term people use, the rabbi that married us. No rabbi married you. You got married. The rabbi was there. He was Masadr, the Kiddushin. He made sure that you were uh, getting married, right? But So why is it that he's the one saying the bracha? So he says the bracha, and he's Motzi, the Chassan and Kala in the bracha. So we hear also, and the reason for the Nusach of the Mitzvah Suchukim, Shalav Ravim Avinu, says, based on the Maimur Chazal, that Bishar Shomer Avram, Michut V'atzrochnal, his children were zochet to the mitzvah of chalitza, so so that's why we we highlight Avram Avinu. So uh, so so and and even though normally you say bruchsa mitzvah prior to doing it, over here you say it afterwards. However, the achra the shulchan aruch is if you can say that bracha, it's not b'shemu malchus that we don't say such a bracha b'shemu malchus because it doesn't appear in the uh, in the gemara. So uh, so that's the uh, the discussion that the that the post can have whether there is a bracha on the mitzvah chalitza. So anyway, says gemara. Even if you have three hadiotos, why do I need dayanim? Why does the Mishnah mention dayanim? It just say you need three. You need three for chalitza. Why does the Mishnah have to say mitzvah chalitza b'shlosha dayanim? It's not dayanim. It's afilu hadiotos. It should just say mitzvah chalitza b'shlosha. So how come Ashmelan to be in b'shlosha yodim lahakros? You need three people that can at least read the, the parsha from the Torah uh, that includes chalitza in it um, they, because they have to be makra to the avam and to the yavam. Mila b'mila, exactly what they need to say. Kein dayanim, similar to the way dayanim would be makra b'lashon hakodesh. That if they're not even yodei lahakros, then uh, they they can't uh, do the chalitza. But the other the chalitza would be, would be kosher, even if they're not yodei lahakros, because the kriyas apsukim is not going to be ma'akev. But certainly lechadchila, that's what we require. My brother said that one of the great things about not to green, but chalitza is a very rare thing, right? So uh, so you, you print out a text from uh, you know where you have you have a sefer with the text in front of you and you just follow the text he said when Rav Nata would do a chalitza the whole thing was Balpeh he did, uh, he did the whole, like he, he was so he knew everything so uh, so clear because he was the, the world's expert in Ebenezer so everything was uh, was done Balpeh so that's uh, he's, I mean that's a Dayan Mumcha but uh, you don't need Dayan Mumcha you just need people to know how to read Satanina Lahad Rabbanan 
We have a Mishnah, uh, we have a Brisa that already says what it says in our Mishnah. Mitzvah Chalitza B'Shlosha Shiyodun L'Hakros Kei Dayanim Rebid Omer B'Chamisha That uh, Tanakhama says you need just three that are Yodeya L'Hakros like Dayanim but they don't have to actually be Dayanim and Rebid says you need five Hediyotos that are Yodeya L'Hakros. My time in Tanakhama why does Tanakhama think you need three? Titania because the Brisa the Darshans in the Parsha of Chalitza it says that the Valsivim to Asharel Zikainim it says Zikainim so she goes to the Sanhedrin that sits bishari ears. So we darshan from the words of Kenim, Shnaim, Vein Bezin Shakul, so Masif and Lemorach and Rekan Shlosha. The Zikanim is plural, so it's got to be at least two, but there's no such thing as an even number of Dayanim on a basin, so we add one more, and that's how we get three. Rabbi Yehuda, Zikri, Shnaim, Zikanim, Shnaim, Vein Bezin Shakul, Masif and Lemorach and Rekan Chamisha. Ziknei is already plural, even without the mem, and then you add the mem, it's like we're adding another two, and then we say in Bezin Shakul, so it's got to be another one. Vitanakama, Tanakama, that that it's only three. Hi zikne my ovalei. What does he do with the word zikne when it says zikne iro? So That's coming to tell me that even three adiotos are kosher for chalitza. You don't need mumchun. Rabbi Yehuda adiotos He learns adiotos from the fact that it says leene has a So it says mar mar. How do we learn from leene that it's necessarily referring to adiotos? Because we learned that leene that uh, the dayani chalitza need to see pratlusumim, but they cannot be blind. If they're blind, they're pasul chalitza. If I need leene to exclude blind people that they should not be dayanim chalitza, By definition, we're assuming that adiotos are kashif. Because if you need judges from a sanhedrin, why would you exclude blind people? I already know that blind people, anyone who's a balmum, is pasul and serving in the sanhedrin. Uh, just like Bezdin has to be people who are not, uh, who are, don't take bribes and are uh, and are, are people. They also have to be clear of any physical mum. So a blind person is already excluded if you're requiring uh, a Bezdin, if you're requiring members of a Bezdin Shnamra, because the Pasuk says, Kulach Yafa Rayasi, Umum Ein Bach, the Pasuk and Shira Shirim, and that's talking about the Sanhedrin. So from the fact that we need Le'ene to exclude Sumim implies that, that that other than that we're accepting people who are not members of a Beisdin V'idach and the Tanakama who's Makshir De'anam Ediotos from the word Ziknei Ha'u Le'ene Mayavadei what does he do with the word Le'ene Ha'u L'chadrav Udasa Damrav Etzrichi De'ani L'michsi Ruka that the De'anam have to actually see the saliva the Kanafim Lipuma the Yavama that leaves the mouth of the Yavama until it gets to the airspace near near the Yavam Tichsiv because the Pasuk says Le'ene has a Kenim Viyarka. It says just a few words later, Viyarka. So we darshan. That's what needs to be. Le'ene as a kenim. Viyidach nami. Rabbi Yehuda learns from the word Le'ene to exclude blind people. Mi ba'ilil chadrava needs the word Le'ene uh, like like Rava taught. So uh, how is he going to know the din to be machshir adiotos? Doesn't he need Rava's din that you need to see the saliva? So it says my enachinami. The Le'ene is used for Rava's din that you need to see the saliva. Vel adiotos minale. So where does he know that you're allowed to use dayanim adiotos? Nafka be Yisrael. He learns it from the pasuk that says that lahakim laachiv shame be Yisrael. So we darshin me'en yivami lahakim laachiv shame the Yivama says 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 that be Yisrael meaning Yisrael kaldu. She says that within the context of a beisdin of Yisrael, which means what what are the qualifications of the beisdin that they be Yisraelin that they be Jews, but not that they be 
Dayanim. You don't need them to be Dayanim Umchim. Vidachan Tanakama, who requires uh, that, uh, who, who, uh, who, who learns Dayane Adyotos from Zikne, Hai Yisrael Mayavale. What does he do with the word Yisrael? To tell me that it's got to be a based in of native Jews and not a based in of, uh, of Gerim or people of Yichus of Gerim. Vidach, and Rabbi Yudah, who learns from Yisrael to include Dayane Adyotos for Chalitza. How does he know that Chalitza could only be based in Shal Yisrael and not based in Shal Gerim? It says be Yisrael another time in the Pasuk because it says Vinikra Shmo be Yisrael based Chalitza Naal. So the second time it says be Yisrael Vidach and the Rabbanan. Uh, what do they learn from the extra be Yisrael of Vinikra Shmo be Yisrael? Mibay leluchadetanya teram Rabbi Dapama chasim yoshem from Rabbi Tafrin Rabbi Yivam Lachlos. One time we were seeing Rabbi Tafrin and Yivam came to based in to do Chalitza va'amar lan Rabbi Tafrin said anu kulchem Chalutzanal. You should all uh, call out Chalutzanal. So we learned that from Vinikra Shmo be Yisrael that you should that that the shame should be called by Yisraelim, meaning the kahal that's there at the Chalitza, which implies that there's supposed to be an audience for the Chalitza. So the audience that's there at the Chalitza should say, uh, should call it Chalutzanal. V'idach, and Rabbi Yudah learns from Vinikra Shmobi Yisrael to require a basin of Yisrael, not a basin of Gerim. How does he learn that uh, all the all those people are there by the Chalitza? Answer, Chalutzanal, mi Vinikra Nafka. He learns it from the word Vinikra, and says Vinikra Shmo. Elameata, so says the Gemara, wait a second. Now that we darshan the word zikne in the Pasuk, the Karla zikne Yeruvadibro love, and we don't say that the zikne is not coming for a drush, it's talking about zikanim that, that we were referring to in the beginning of the parsha of also Yemtu Ashar al Zikanim. So we should learn we should darshan the words Vikaru and Vidibru in the Pasuk and learn Vikaru Shnaim, Vidibru Shnaim. If Zikne was telling me how many judges you need, because it was said in plural, every word in that parsha that's said in plural should teach me that I need another two judges. So when it says Vikaru, that's two more. Vidibru, that's two more. Hachinami, right? We should say that that keeps adding to the number. So the Rabbi Yudah Arekan Tisha, the Rabbi Yudah Arekan Shiva. So it should be nine judges or seven judges. The market is slay, the market is slay. So it says, no, Vikaru, Vidibru, they're needed for uh, what the Brisa teaches us. That Vikaru uh, Lo, Hain. So we learn that the Dayanim of the Basin themselves have to call out in front of the Yavam, the Eitza uh, that uh, we're going to see soon. And they cannot send a shliach to do it. Vidibre love. Vidibre love means that they have to say something that makes sense for him. If he's a young, he's 13 years old, and she's already a zakena, who's zakein vihi yalda? Or he's much older, and she's just a little kid. So, we say to him, This is not a marriage that's going to work out. What do you want with the yalda? What do you want with the zakena? Go to someone who's more like you. It's just a bad idea. It's just not a good shidduch. Don't bring katata into your house. We pass in chalitzas b'shlosh because that's the stam mishnah. If we pass in the stam mishnah, we should require miun in front of shlosh because the stam mishnah that holds miun is b'shlosh. Because the mishnah in the beginning of the says ha miun v'ha chalitzas b'shlosh v'chitem achinami. Maybe you'll say, okay, fine. So do miun b'shlosh. Vatanya miun beishami amr beizin mumchin. Beishami says you need beizin mumchin. Beisel amr beizin shalob v'shalob beizin. You could do it with the beizin mumchin or not a beizin mumchin. We're not choshesh. They're going to come to be uh, that that uh, that people are going to make a mistake to be machshir katana whose father married her off. Elu ve'elu modem shetzar shlosha. But everyone agrees that you need that you need shlosha. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, 
However, Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi both say that two dayanim is good enough. I'm Rabbi Yosi, I'm Rabbi Nachman. That's how we paskin. You don't need shlosha. So how come we don't paskin like that's the Mishnah that you need shlosha by miyun? Over there, there's only one stam Mishnah that says uh, like that shita. Over here by Chalitza, there are two stam Mishnahs. There's our Mishnah and the Mishnah of Masech Sanhedrin. Says more Hasam Nami Trei Stami Nenu. By me and there are also two stam Mishnahs. It's not me and I'll shachalta befanav Yisa Ena. So Mepreshu who bevezdin that it says explicitly that it's only because there's a bevezdin of three people that you, that the me and works. Ella says more Hasam Trei Stami Hachat Hasastami. Now there are only two stam Mishnahs that said me is in the basin of three. There are three stam Mishnahs that say Chalitza is in the basin of three. Michti Hastama Vahastama. Whether it's Chalitza or me, and there's a stam Mishnah that you need three. And if we hold that Allah is like a stam Mishnah, Mali Chadstam, Mali Trestam, Mali Tvasa. Really, we're going to start counting how many stam Mishnahs? Who cares how many stam Mishnahs? The Klal is that Allah is like a stam Mishnah. Elam Ram Nachem Bar Yitzchak, Hoel Vesasam Stam Bemakom Achlokas. Since the Mishnah in Saksa is a stamp that uh, says that Chalitza is Bishlosha B'makom Achlokas where Rabbi Yudah himself disagrees in that Mishnah on another din but he doesn't disagree about the din of Chalitza uh, we see that it must be that everyone agrees by Chalitza Titran Smicha Sekenim Vegla Rufa B'shlosha Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudah Omer B'chamisha when it came to Smicha Sekenim and Vegla Rufa how many Dayanim do you need for that that was a Machlokas but Chalitza Aminu B'shlosha V'lo Kapolog Rabbi Yudah so but it said Chalitza Aminu B'shlosha and Rabbi Yudah did not argue so it must be the Rabbi that changed his mind and holds the Chalitza's Begimel Dayanim, and that's why Rabbi Nachman passes like the Rabbanon Shema Minah, because even Rabbi Yehuda, who was the Bar Plukt on the Rabbanon, ultimately came around. The Rabbanon have to be Kaveh Amakum for the Chalitza. Okay, we'll stop there, and we'll pick up with the Rabbanon of the Uvda tomorrow. Everyone have a great day.